0: Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode number 33. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me for today's discussion are my good friends, Rita, Jenny, Kent, and Adam. Today's Roundtable discussion is John Hughes films. Now I'm a huge fan of John Hughes. I loved his movies. I was the prime age when they came out in the 80s. At least the bulk of his films came out in the 80s. And I just adored all of them, all the characters, the stories, everything. I'm not going to talk too much here. I just want to jump into the discussion because we had such a great time talking about John Hughes and uh, his legacy of all the amazing films he made. So let's go ahead and take a listen to our round table on John Hughes films. All right, it's time for another round table. Uh, Today we're going to be discussing John Hughes films. Uh, Joining me for this discussion are my good friends, Rita. Hi! Kent. How's it going? Adam. Hello. And of course, Jenny.
1: Don't you forget about me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I see what (laughs) you did there. took me a minute. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about John Wilden Hughes Jr. He was born February 18th, 1950. Uh, Unfortunately, he passed away fairly young uh, in August 6th of 2009. He was an American filmmaker Beginning as an author uh, of humorous essays and stories for National Lampoon, he wanted to write and direct some of the most successful live-action comedy films of the 80s and 90s, such as National Lampoon's Vacation in 83, its sequel, uh, European Vacation in 85, Christmas Vacation in 89, he he also did Mr. Mom in '83, Sixteen Candles in '84, Weird Science in '85, Breakfast Club in '85, Ferris Bueller's Day Off in '86, Pretty in Pink in '86, Some Kind of Wonderful '87, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles '87, and the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's it's done. Busy. He's yeah, he's done mm. quite a bit of stuff. And then then yeah, Ooh. oh yeah yeah, and he also Gosh. co-wrote the the Beethoven franchise as well. Mm. He did that later. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also did Home Alone. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Home Alone 1, 2, and 3. So um, most of Hugh's work is set in Chicago, metropolitan area. Uh, He's best known for his coming-of-age teen comedy films, which often combine magic realism with honest depictions of suburban teenage life. Many of his most endearing characters from these years were written for Molly Ringwall, who was Hughes's muse. Hmm. Yeah, and I know he used to call her that, too. Mm -hmm. Cute. Uh, August 5th, in 2009, Hughes and his wife traveled to New York City to visit their son, James, uh, and their new grandson. Uh, James said that the father appeared to be in good health that night, and uh, the family had made plans for the next day. Mm -hmm. On the morning of August 6th, Hughes was taking a walk near his hotel, and
2: had a heart attack. Yeah,
0: he did. <laughs> he suffered a heart attack. Uh, he was rushed to Roosevelt Hospital where he was pronounced dead at age 59. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go ahead and jump into some questions here. Do you guys remember your first John Hughes film? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> uh, for me, I think the most vivid one was Breakfast Club. yeah I am mm. uh, obviously old enough to see all these in theater, so I do remember seeing the Breakfast Club in the theater and i just remember falling in love with it cuz it was it was so it was so well done and it was i was roughly the age i was I think i was 16 when it, like 86 it came right. out yeah. so i was 16 when it mm-hmm. came out yeah. so i think i was like the ideal age to right. see that movie and uh-huh. it just it's stuck with me for all these years still one of my, my all time favorite movies mm-hmm. uh, but I, I mean i love 16 i remember seeing 16 candles some kind of wonderful was really good and pretty and pink and mm-hmm. uh, all those teen Mm-hmm. Type movies. But definitely I think Breakfast Club is what I remember seeing first in a theater. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Rita?
2: Yeah. Um, Kenny and I are the exact same age. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so <laughs> um I grew up with these films. Yeah. I mean, these I was the the demographic for these yep. films. Um, so yeah, Pretty in Pink, uh Sixteen Candles was probably the first one yes. that I saw. Um, I really just identified with Molly Ringwald in just about every film she was in. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of my thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely. And Breakfast Club. I loved yeah. it. Loved mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Yeah. How about you, Adam? Uh, I, the first one I ever saw, I'm pretty sure it was home alone. Uh, okay. and I, I'm pretty sure that I saw it in the theater That's as a another kid. Another good one. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. in, it came out in 90. So I was six ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that was uh, You're such a baby. I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little kid. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, like, my, uh, I think I I'm, may have mentioned uh, another, time, I, have a, I have a little sister, uh, and her and I were really close, uh, and sometimes we would go have, like, family movie night. Yeah. And my mom, my dad, my sister, we'd occasionally go to a movie, and I'm pretty sure that Home Alone was one of the, one of the first ones I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was, and yeah, I saw it in the theater. It was cool. awesome. I, I mean, like, saw Kevin Callister, and I was just like, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to turn my house into a booby trap when I get home.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, that's, um, yeah, cool. i pretty sure that's it. How about you, Jenny?
1: Uh, the first one I saw in the theater was Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: I didn't realize it was in 86.
1: What? Vera Ferris Bueller? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for some reason I thought it was '90s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. Another one
1: of those ones that was probably I was probably too young for my parents Mm. to take me to, but they took us. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, It's definitely one of the older.
1: Yeah, and I don't remember. I know I saw it because I have vivid memories of parts of it. Mm -hmm. I actually was bored of it. Oh. Not till later did I be like, "What was I thinking?" While I was seven. (laughs)
5: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Um, and I remember at the end of the movie, because my parents have this thing, and I've come to appreciate it now, but as a little kid, it drove me crazy. Mm. They sit through the, all the credits. Mm. Oh. And so, like this was pre. Most movies did not have a,
0: In credits. And, yeah.
1: A, but Ferris Bueller's Day Off did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because at the end, he's like, "Why are you still here?" And he's still yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, why are we still here?" <laughs> I remember being
2: like, "So like, yeah, he gets it. We should have left already." <laughs> that was the uh, first post-credit. Yeah. Yeah. Scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Which was now it, they're all the first time. Ever, I don't, know. I don't remember no. ever
0: before that Nothing I don't remember before. ever seeing a post I just so vividly
2: remember being like yeah let's go home he's
1: telling us to <laughs> yeah.
5: but it's so iconic because it later got used in a different film it got used yep. in Deadpool
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes it did because he's like what are you the d- doing the here same ex- he was wearing the yeah. robe like, and yeah. yeah.
5: the oh, same hallway go home. and everything go home. Yeah.
0: Over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was funny
3: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining you though as a seven year old kid in the theater shrieking this to like a, a room full of people oh, just strangers like let's get out of here what are we doing like let go
1: <laughs> and then I, 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 I do remember being like, and he's in a towel. This is, why? We
5: gotta go. He's taking
4: a shower.
5: That's gross.
4: Uh.
5: <laughs> uh, I was
1: a seven-year-old teenager.
5: Yes. Uh, How about you, Kent? For me, I, it's the same as uh, Home Alone. Okay. It would be Home Alone because uh, when I looked at Looked at the filmography. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't around for a lot of these until <laughs> later. But then I later became yes. known of it until later in college when yeah. people started telling me about it. And then I fell in love with Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. I also fell in love with 16 Candles. Yeah. But Home Alone was definitely my first one. Yeah. I remember I watching would... it multiple times as a video rental.
0: Yeah,
5: Many times we would choose, like similar to in your story, Friday nights we'd go over, grab a movie, and pizza. we watch it with the family. Yeah. And Home Alone was definitely a popular mm-hmm. one at home for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Very cool this is always a hard question to ask people even mm. for me to answer <laughs> what is your favorite john Hughes film and that's Ooh. why i said uh yeah favorite one or your top 3 I'm sure just I'm sure to I'm make sure. it a little bit sure. easier on everybody mm. who wants to start i think i'll go okay um
5: <laughs> my first one i think number one i would say ferris bueller okay because i like the idea of like my kid playing hooky mm-hmm. and all the things that he comes up with and of course the the oddball nonsense about like let's drive the car backwards; it'll take away the miles. <laughs>
0: oh God! Yeah, oh my gosh. yeah, so funny, <laughs> right?
5: Um, the second one is weird science. Mm. Oh, wow! These two kids who mm. want to come up with this dream girl, but in the end they become very confident in talking to other girls eventually. Yeah, mm. and then. You can't. You gotta love John Candy. So, Uncle Buck. Oh. Uncle also Buck is, is so good. It's a very good one film good that I love too. to watch. any
0: Anytime yeah. it's on TV. And Macaulay Culkin's in there, too. That's
3: right. Yeah. He yeah. is in there. And he's like,
0: wow, that's a big cake.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that iconic scene where he's just rattling off all those questions and John Candy's just rapid fire answering? And yeah. So I, I love that. That <laughs> it cracks me up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Adam? My, I, I actually was able to answer this uh, pretty easily. Wow. Uh, okay. But then I, I went ahead and filled out a top three. <laughs> uh, but my favorite John Hughes movie is tra- uh, Planes, Trains, and Ones. Planes, wow, Trains, cool. and Ones. Oh, okay. uh, it's an official Thanksgiving movie we discussed in one my of, holiday. In the right, holiday right. movie one podcast. One of the only yeah. ones. One of the very, very few, few Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. movies. Because yeah. yep. Yes. Yep. Um, huh. a lot of people don't realize it's like. But, yeah, he's yep. going home for Thanksgiving. Yes. Yep. Yes. Not for Christmas. Not yep. for But, yeah. Um, yep. But, yeah, so that one's all, uh, it's been my favorite for a long time. Okay. Uh, Steve Martin is absolutely hilarious. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. John Candy is amazing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then rounding out my top three, uh, Chris, it, this is a little, it's it's context, the context of the year, is, like, it, it matters because, like, I love, I love Christmas Vacation. Yeah. But I'm not going to watch it not in December.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, um, Yeah.
3: But uh, vacation, uh is easily my second place favorite. Um, but then weird science in my in my th- th- oh, play third go. place. Yeah, I, I love weird science. It's Keller Rock, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, Anthony Michael Hall and the the other guy who's now who's, not an actor yeah, anymore. Yeah, my guy
0: who's no one ever remembers <laughs> I actually, his name. But.
3: I actually I looked. I was just thinking about weird science earlier this week for some reason. I looked him up and he's a teacher. I think now He teaches acting someone. Yeah, some but uh,
0: yeah. um, yeah. very cool. How about you, Rita?
2: Um, I think um. Uh, da, 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 uh, 16 Candles it's mm-hmm. probably my first then Breakfast Club mm-hmm. and Curly Sue no I'm just kidding <laughs> that's,
0: that's <laughs> one of those and, uh, movies Ferris
2: Bueller's
4: <laughs> yeah. okay
0: all right Janie.
1: Um Breakfast Club is my favorite mm. John Hughes movie Yep. Uh, followed by Ferris Bueller's Day Off because mm. I learned to love it yeah. <laughs> uh, and then my third is actually Home Alone oh, mostly wow. for the nostalgia of like what it means to my family because yeah. my mom loves that soundtrack Yeah. Oh. and that every Christmas we decorate the, cre- the tree to the Home Alone soundtrack oh,
3: wow. yeah, that's cool that's a nice that's tradition so cool. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: she loves that soundtrack yeah. I-,
3: I had a guest in town in mid-December and uh, the primary song from Home Alone does have well, a title it's called Somewhere in My Memory mm. by John Williams mm-hmm. uh, um, and they didn't my guests didn't know that I have a Christmas playlist that I would put on my car so anytime I'm driving them someplace while they were visiting I was playing Somewhere <laughs> and I just like sc- <laughs> scream singing along with it but <laughs>
4: yeah. was like, they were like
3: like I'm pretty sure they were. They were like, okay, I'm glad we're only staying two days because you're, you're losing it. But, but yeah, the soundtrack is. Yeah, that was and the first. Well, I really signed good. up for Disney Plus. It was the first thing I watched was Home Alone. Yeah, nice. I, I watch have, it every Christmas. I happened so to be like, decorating my tree the same right. day that nice. I signed wow. up for Disney Plus. So I was like, yeah. oh, nice. so nice. Yeah. yeah, for me it would be Breakfast Club.
0: That's mm-hmm. my ultimate favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 Candles is close second. Uh, and I had a hard time with three because I love some kind of wonderful, mm. but I also really loved Home Alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think those are yeah. Ferris Bueller for some reason it just didn't click with me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. it's one of I would say it's my least favorite, but it just didn't. And same with Weird Science, which is weird. Well, it's interesting too. Um,
3: you mentioning some kind of wonderful because I think yeah. a, a lot of that flies under the radar for a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people. people don't remember it or think of it yep. as a John right. Hughes film. And right. yeah. yeah, it is. A, it's, it's a yeah, really it's one of the. Role.
0: Yeah. Yep. And it has Eric Stoltz. Eric
2: Stoltz, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Going back to a previous podcast we did about Back to the Future. Yep, that's right. Cool. So let's move on to another question here. Why do you think John Hughes films resonate with the masses? Even today, they still do. Because, I mean, we have people who, obviously, too, sitting across from me, who weren't even born when they came out or were True. very young but they still have seen Breakfast Club Sixteen yeah. Candles Pretty in Pink and they mm-hmm. and you know yeah. Weird Science yeah. and they've made it to your top three list yeah. mm-hmm. so why do you guys think let's yeah. have Jimmy start I think
1: John Hughes is really good at archetypes mm. of like creating mm-hmm. groups of characters
4: mm-hmm.
1: that because uh, like even Ferris Bueller I actually don't like the character of Ferris Bueller mm. but there were other characters in that movie that I was like oh I totally
0: yeah,
4: I'm
1: feeling like his sister, who's just like, right? po- like she knows he's just full of poop yeah. and can't like prove it.
0: Yeah, and
1: like my sister used to do stuff like that all the time. I was like, she gets away with everything. Why can't you see it?
0: Yes, my I love bro- her. Bro- my brother's, her now, brother's the same. Like, it, yeah. and when we were yep. kids,
1: she was just like, Ha ah, she got away with everything. Yep. And yep. I was
0: like, that was my You were the one that got away with things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was. I, yeah, my yeah. brother got away with. Everything. right so
1: you know i can't relate to ferris but i can relate to yeah things around it right. and yeah. the same with breakfast club like i was definitely not a molly ringwald but <laughs> i could get an ally sheedy yeah like, yeah a
2: little weird a little yeah. dark yeah, yeah got it
0: yeah anyone else
2: i just think he really um identifies with teen problems mm-hmm. right i mean even today i mean they're obviously team problems are different today because yeah. we have the internet and everything else right. but just those you know problems of not being popular or being left out of things they're
0: basic or, problems that everybody basic can have.
2: Yeah. yeah so i think he really tapped into that yeah. really well
3: yeah you guys uh i think that uh there's a lot to identify with not just with the team uh team characterization that he does too but like family stuff too like mm-hmm. yeah. to, to mention Home Alone like, mm-hmm. like you said like yeah. a lot of families latch onto that movie just because of the like you know it's pretty screwball in yeah. a lot of ways but there's a message of family there about yeah. you know and like the, how much the mom cares about like getting back to her son after realizing she made this terrible mistake yeah, right. mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, so I think that, and not just in Home Alone, but like in 16 Candles too, like how much, uh, you know, Paul Dooley realizes he's been such a heel when he realizes he forgot Sam's birthday. Yeah. right. And, yeah. and yeah. just uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see that throughout a lot of his movies. A lot of his movies. I mean, even playing
0: Strains and Automobiles. But
3: yeah, Neil trying to get back to his family yeah. Realize like, I don't yeah. want to look like that guy who makes yeah. work my everything, but yeah. if I don't get back, that's what I'm going to look like. But we like. all relate right. to that. And that's yeah. what I think
0: I like about him is that. You're not just one person in the Breakfast Club. Yep. You right. see yeah, yourself as yeah. sure. a yeah. little bit of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and it just resonated especially being I mean with Rhea and I we were that age and yeah. I think we really identified with. Yeah. But everyone's been that age. So Yeah. You know. But that
3: was uh, my first exposure to the Breakfast Club actually we watched it in high school in one of my, my high oh, school cool. class we, as it was in my one of my philosophy classes as yeah. like an exploration of like different archetypes of archetypes. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That's cool. The jaw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they were like yeah. Yeah. yeah and they were like the bad boy yeah. right, right. So yeah, and yeah. Like, be aware that this movie has got some like stuff in it yeah. that's not necessarily <laughs> okay for school but we're gonna show right. it to you anyway because this is actually it's uh, fairly mild especially yeah. nowadays right yeah. I think the one the, the big thing they're worried about is when Bender's under the table yeah, yeah. 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 like that one yeah. but the language well, I mean they they heard worse stuff in our yeah. high school hall but, on that movie. Yeah. but
0: um <laughs> but yeah like it, yeah yeah do you have any thoughts, Kent?
5: Yeah. I mean, pretty much what everyone has said on the table. I mean, they're all essentially like slice of life films where mm-hmm. everyone can relate to at one point or other, either as a family person, right, or as a teenager with their growing pains, or even as a young kid, right? Like, wow, I have this liberty. If I were to have the house to myself, this is what I can do. <laughs> sure. Why not? So it covers all grounds, really, yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. And so I think that's why it becomes so relatable because it, I feel no matter at which point in your life you run into these films... There's a film that you will definitely resonate with, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, for sure.
5: Yeah, either young or old.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and they're they're rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Yes. because yes. I mean, I watch Breakfast Club probably once a year at right? least. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, Sixteen Candles is another one. The other ones are less, you know, every few years. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, Home Alone
3: is every year. It's always, oh yeah. Right. And I
0: feel like it's a Christmas movie, but I'll watch it if it's on. I just oh, click yeah, on, and yeah, i like, oh, yeah. now I'm stuck. Well, and that's, <laughs> like <laughs> I said yeah, earlier,
3: Like, I won't I won't watch Christmas Vacation yeah, yeah. outside of December. But yeah, if Home Alone was on TV in yeah. May, I'd sit and watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I make a point of watching that movie mm-hmm. every year. Very cool. Let's move on. Ooh, this could be a good one. Do you have a favorite
3: character from his movies? Mm. <laughs> All right. Adam. Uh This is one where compared, compared to the earlier one where I had I had a, <laughs> oh, you have a obvious list now. favorite. No, like, this is one where I was like oh, I have to make like a top three um, because yeah like there are so many great characters in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I could like thinking about it, I could not decide who I liked more out yeah. of. Neil Page and Del Griffith from Plain Trails automobiles okay. and a very very that's, close that's second. That's
0: good because they well, they are equal. They I mean, they're they're, both they're, have yeah.
3: They both had their different things yeah. about it but they're you know the two of them carry that movie and yeah. then a very close second was Jim Baker, Paul Dooley from Sixteen Candles, Sam's mm-hmm. Day. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Very limited screen Probably time, limited but
0: like, the Dad, yeah, that was. But like, he uh, isn't a huge character. But, but, but
3: that the, the scene at the There's end of her day, like, yeah. like right. it's not the, at the end of the movie, but it's the end of Sam's day. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know he comes in and makes you know it's like yeah, yeah it was he
0: realizes and
3: it, it's cool to me to see like an yeah an adult realize they made a mistake and then right. be able to apologize yeah. and communicate with yeah. a child. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah, that's so that's a big part of why I like 16 candles yeah. so much, too. That's probably my top five.
0: Mm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. How about Rita?
2: Ah, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. There's so many good characters yeah. in all those movies. But, yeah, Um, I love Molly Ringwald in just about everything. In everything she's done. I, I didn't like Pretty in Pink that much. I really liked... That of
0: the three movies? Yeah. Pretty in Pink, you're right. Yeah, yeah. it's mine. Yeah. Not, not so good. Yeah.
2: But I love... Um, Annie Potts in that movie oh, yeah. mm. and oh, yeah. John Cryer. Mm-hmm. Really, we were, we watched that the other day because it just came on TV mm-hmm. and, and they're really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also don't like Andrew McCarthy mm. in that movie.
0: Uh, I don't think you're supposed to like him though. Yeah. Because then he's the bad guy. No, he's no, the...
2: that was... Um,
0: uh, what am I thinking of the
2: blonde guy. What's his name? Um, uh, his
0: drunk buddy. Oh, well, that's yeah. right. Andrew Party is the on that other yes. part of the group. He's, he's the, the
2: one that she that likes. she winds up
0: going. yes. but yes. he's got weird he has a eyes, change of heart. and
2: he's just a weird. <laughs> I, I just don't. It's know. Weird eyes. <laughs> he's got weird eyes. Yes. I, I, I just it. don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but John Cryer and Annie Potts are really okay. cute. I Very love
0: cool. them. I love yeah. you guys are picking mm-hmm. the the, yeah. the not most. Prominent characters in the. But
3: it's. <laughs> I think it's so easy to love the main characters yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or or yeah. to hate them if you're supposed yeah, to, whatever. Sure. So like, yeah,
0: yeah. How about
3: you?
1: I like Jennifer Grey and Ferris Bueller's yeah. Day
0: Yeah, I knew you. Were, yeah, there you go. I loved
1: I her. her. Yeah,
0: she was good. All right, Kent?
5: For me, it's very similar. I'll, I'll go along with Ferris Bueller, mm-hmm. but I want to say Bueller's a best friend, like the one who has like all the nice Cameron. cars. Yeah, Cameron. Because I can kind of relate because I'm like one of those people who like follows things by the rules. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of be like, why am I friends with this person? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's,
4: yep. What's happening? What's <laughs> happening?
5: Or he's just staring there at the painting like really long time, figuring out what does this all mean. What? Yeah, I just, yeah. I yeah. liked him. Uh, he was like, again, he was a com- comedic relief. He was yeah. But there were some things where I'm like, I can kind of relate to this guy for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think. Of, I mean, obviously, all of the Breakfast Club people are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are great, but I mean, Ducky from Oh Green yeah. Pink. Ducky, so yeah, Ducky. I love Ducky. Yeah, just because he's he was you know yeah. he was the geek and the nerd and the outcast. Mm-hmm.
3: And, yeah, mean um, he's pure. Yeah, he's pure in all of his desires <laughs> and, and yeah. keeping his heart on his sleeve. and just like you know, oh, there's, not, there's nothing yeah. sideways about him. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, God, there's just, there's so many, mm-hmm. so characters. many characters. I mean, there's Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Yeah, right. I mean, I loved all of you know uh, Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah. and all inc- I- incarnations of.
3: Well, and, and you think about the bad guys in all those movies, too, and like oh how God, the so a lot yeah, of bad yeah, guys are great characters. Yeah. Like uh, oh. Uncle Frank from Home Alone. It's like that guy's got 10 oh lines in that God. movie. And like you, you hate everything he says. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. oh then you have the wet bandits. The wet, ba- yeah. Yeah, oh, the wet yeah. bandits. Oh, so the wet oh yeah. The principal from the Breakfast Club is a great person. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: yeah. But, even,
3: so but like, even he has his moments of, like, you see his weakness. when He, yeah. he calls Bender's bluff and keeps forcing yeah. him to take all these detentions. He walks mm-hmm. out and he's like, yeah. I just sentenced myself to a summer full of detentions with Bender. Yeah. Awesome.
4: Right. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot I am. Like yeah. This. Yeah.
3: yeah, But he was yeah.
2: great. He was funny. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah some mm-hmm. good stuff. Now, is there any John Hughes movie that you don't enjoy and why? I don't mean hate. Just, okay. just, just not your cup of tea. Like, I would say probably Pretty in Pink. In my, I, like, I, I enjoyed yeah. it, but of yeah. all his movies, I, I don't feel the urge it's to re-watch a it a lot, yeah. you know? But then again, I'm not, you know, I know the later stuff he did, like Curly Sue, and yeah. he, I don't watch any of the Beethoven movies, mm-hmm. I don't. No. But of the bulk of it, when he was in his mm-hmm. prime, I would probably, maybe, no, maybe Weird Science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Weird Science would be mm-hmm. my, my mm-hmm. least favorite of that. Me too, mm-hmm. yeah. That set of movies. And
2: I don't know if that's because I'm a woman, um, right. It's a yeah. little icky. Yeah. Yeah. It was a some guy. It, yeah. I
3: mean, I'm a gay man, so... Yeah. Yeah, I also, but but I so you're right. So a lot of them, not just in Weird Science, but like some of that stuff gets pretty dirty. Yeah. The yeah, 16 exactly. right. Candles stuff. You know, yeah, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. even so.
1: stuff in Breakfast Club that yeah. I think when I first watched it, I didn't register. And then... Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's... A, Molly Ringwald actually wrote a great article about how now that she's the older, she realizes yeah. that maybe...
3: Yeah. Like Some when like that scene we just spoke yeah. about earlier with better yeah. Under the yeah. Table, like how, right. how, how wildly inappropriate that is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because she was a teenager.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot of the other actors were, we're actually not. in yeah. their twenties, but she was a teenager. Yeah. So essentially he was kind of putting her through those
3: things. Right. Yeah. The first time I saw Mr. Mom, I remember hating it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was little and I don't know if I yeah. got it. I don't know. But like mm-hmm. uh so like I don't yeah, know, yeah. Uh, but that's an early one too. Before he probably got real, real popular. That was probably like the beginning. It was that was popular. the beginning. Yeah, that was um, yeah, very early. But yeah. then, but then to continue on, uh, I I I never learned to love Ferris Bueller's Day mm-hmm. Off. Um, Jenny, fair. earlier you said you learned to love it because you yeah. saw it as a kid, and eventually you like I I've seen it, uh, a, handful, it. a handful a handful of times, to see it again. and yeah. I just
0: I. Yeah, I just I, Ferris is a very unlikable character, but he's like you said, character. you do wind up liking the. I, under, I need more Ferris. Was, right. Just wasn't enough.
3: Well, and I understand. Right. I understand entirely why people yeah. do like him because there is a lot of stuff to like. Mm-hmm. I just he no, 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 no. just wasn't. He's for kind you, of for one, wasn't, one wasn't yeah.
2: Like he's just always that kooky character. Like.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and you and don't, I don't think he learns anything,
1: right? right. Because I think he, he got away with everything. No, that,
3: that's that's yeah. I think my I think or that's the yeah. real reason We're why real, I don't like. Yeah. yeah, he gets yeah. to the end and he suffers no consequences for it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And poor Cameron. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's like yeah, yeah, feel right. for the guy. Cameron, Cameron yeah. took Cameron's, all the heat. Cameron's Cameron's he in it. all the yeah. heat. He's in prison yeah. in that movie. He's he takes all the heat.
0: Yeah. How about you, Kent? Do You have a favorite?
3: Uh, well, favorite? or you mean least favorite? I'm sorry, least favorite. Least favorite. Least favorite.
5: I guess. Any like the Beethoven's really? Because I remember early on I did like it as a kid, uh-huh. but now if I were to watch again, they feel feel very cringeworthy to
0: watch yeah.
3: again now. The so first I, one's not bad. The first one's okay, but Tuesday, any of the other three, four, sequels, four, five, six, they well, like second or Beethoven's third. Beethoven's <laughs> Do we need? I
2: don't
4: yeah. think he
3: ended up being involved no. in the later no. ones. No, no, no. no, no. no. it's just because he yeah. made the first. Yeah, yeah based on like yeah, yeah.
2: Now Home Alone too. Um, I didn't see the second or third. words. was there four?
3: Yeah, there was a
0: fourth one, but not. He yeah. wasn't
2: involved to, with he four.
0: In, no. But he was. I don't but think, he, was yeah. in, he was in one and two. Yeah, he did yeah.
3: he wasn't involved he with in three. Or four, yeah. 3 no, and four I didn't
2: see kids. any of those, but I I don't think I would like them Right. No. because There's it's no kind point. of been done. It's mm-hmm.
3: one, I I one, one was the, fine. Right. Two was okay. Yeah, I I remember yeah. seeing two as a kid, but then like One's better. One, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, one's it's better. One's it's better. One's it's far better. a or classic. Superior. Yeah, yeah. You can't go back to that. And it, it's probably just because *Home Alone* two is the same movie. Yeah,
4: well, so <laughs> just it, in
0: a he's different lost place. in New York. Yeah, yeah. It's different yeah. setting. Yeah, same exact thing. Yeah. Here's my last question: Do you think we'll ever see John Hughes type movies again, or mm-hmm. was that in the '80s and '90s, and that's what they were, and they'll never be that type of movie again? Because I mean, I saw a movie called *Love Simon*, and it was very Reminiscent Did of it John feel Hughes, like that? Right. Yes. yeah. It was a gay John Hughes film. Mm-hmm. You know who directed what... that? Oh, the guy who does all the CW shows, like him, Greg. Greg Berlanti. Berlanti? Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it was based on well, a book. Well,
1: Greg Berlanti himself, like yeah. a lot of his stuff, feels like dark yeah. John Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, uh, like Riverdale, but this could... right.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but that came out last year okay. mm-hmm. but before that there was, was I haven't seen anything like A Sixteen yeah. Candles or that's true with that, you know,
1: it, I think with that like innocence but on the same point because we have brought it up there are certain things John Hughes, John Hughes could do in the 80s that you, that would you not try to do. True. Right. Right. There, I think
3: yeah. there's stuff happening now that tackles those same issues right. better than John yes. was able to yeah. in the '80s, just yeah. because yeah. people know things it's now. Different. They're better. It's Like, now. Um, yeah. Yeah. like the mm-hmm. like there's a lot of there's a what's that sh- uh, HBO show about the teens? Uh, insecure. Or, Thirteen.
2: Oh. No. Thirteen uh, Reasons Why. No, it's uh, it's got Zendaya in it. Um, <laughs> Zendaya.
3: Uh, I don't remember. But that's a show about like teens and Euphoria. Euphoria. Yeah. There you go. Um And that's dealing with teenagers and dealing with their issues in a modern setting. And so Mm -hmm. I don't think that we're going to see a John Hughes auteur type thing where one person is like coming out with all of these like iconic things. I don't think we'll ever see that again just because there are so many creators out there now that are having better or different takes on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just like... Look at uh, Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, and how they deal with being a teenager, just yeah. compared to how they dealt with teenagers Zendaya's in. Also
4: in that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <that's> right. <laughs> yeah. But,
3: but how, just She's how g- how mm-hmm. differently they tackled the teenage issues mm-hmm. compared to like the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, like mm-hmm. the, the yeah. how how I think. Filmmakers look at yeah. teenagers nowadays as so right. much different than it was thirty years yeah. ago. Yeah, Agreed. but I think teenagers are different now. They're, yeah, they're very yeah. young. Know, you know, they
1: have access to things that yeah. we did it. Yeah. yeah,
3: they're they have the same problems. Their problems are just different now. Yes. Yeah, It's like it's it, weird. They're amplified it's in different just, ways, or they they're so approached so, in different yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: They have access to so much stuff.
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: like overwhelming growing up now.
3: Yeah, no. no uh-uh. you know,
0: especially for Rita and I, since, I mean, we, you know. We
2: didn't have cell been, phones, no. computers. I mean, we had
0: three channels on TV. Right. And you're lucky if it was crystal clear, because you had yeah. to get reception. And, exactly. And, you right. know, yeah. but yeah, we had no cell phone. I'm like, what do we do?
2: What did we do? What,
0: what, did, what you did we do? We played. Out, I played out outside. I played, played outside. outside so much. There were no video games. And you no. had to come home you know? when the
1: street light came on. Right. Right.
0: That was yeah. my rule. That was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. had to
2: plan ahead I mean, of I time. Would... Okay, I'll meet you here. Yeah, yeah because you couldn't call each other. You either. couldn't you could... call each
0: other. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd leave at the crack of dawn on my bike, and I... Right? I mean, I, you went everywhere. And mm-hmm. I was like 10, 11 years old. Right? Mm-hmm. Not a worry that I was going to get kidnapped or taken yep. or yeah. killed. Yeah, the or... I ran
1: around in a canyon. You know? and I was like <laughs> behind my house. Yeah. And so they I were couldn't... like, okay, bye. See you later. <laughs> I was like,
0: bye. Yeah. yeah. So it's just <laughs> yeah. different times. Different. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, I found lots and lots of interesting facts. We'll see how many we can get through here. Ooh. Hughes was insanely prolific. Uh in comparison to most A level screenwriters, hmm. so to keep from saturating the market, he used the name Edmund Dante's Wow um, For his weaker material like oh. Beethoven. <laughs> so if you see that name <laughs> not, he a not he stamping
3: a the John name. Hughes brand on this yeah. one. Yeah. But funny. I but I have a mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Got bills to pay.
0: John Hughes showed a great deal of trust in his teen- teenage actors, and one of the most affecting bits in The Breakfast Club, where the kids tell each other why they're in detention, was completely improvised by each actor. Oh. No, I
3: did not know that. He did, a did. Good. Of that. Wild. Yeah.
0: He trusted He, trust he cool. would
1: set up the scenario and yes. then let them,
0: you, oh, okay. let them do it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Um, Hughes was a notoriously fast writer, leaving behind dozens of unproduced movies after his death. During his production peak, he was known to knock out a whole screenplay in a weekend. John Hughes wrote The Breakfast Club in two days. Wow. And that, I mean, the first draft. Right. right, you, first right draft. You, you rewrite but as you go, oh yeah, but still. Two days hey. to amazing. write an
1: entire amazing. movie? Of course, it sounds like a lot of it was improvised. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs>
3: He's like, actors say
1: things here.
3: Five kids in detention. They leave. The end. The
1: the thing about The Breakfast Club, when you look at it, it is almost... Besides when they get out and kind of running the halls, it's like all in one location. Yes, yeah. that's what's yeah. so
0: great about. it. And
1: I was like, why has no one done a
0: stage play? Yes,
2: because right. oh, they did. Yes, did they? they? I think.
0: They I don't know was. if I've ever seen a stage play. I knew that's in ideal acting for class. A stage yeah. play.
2: We all had the yeah the monologues from Shores. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not this club. Yeah. So I think there was a play, but I don't huh.
0: know. Maybe huh. during a sequence in Uncle Buck, where Macaulay Culkin's interrogating Buck. The script dialogue was written on index cards and placed on John Candy's head. So Culkin could get his lines off quickly without having to worry about memorization. Uh. So you guys talked about that scene earlier. Which is
3: fair, too, because if you think back to it, it does... Seem like he's reading him.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <'cause> he's, <laughs> little, he's
3: going so fast. It's yeah. Like, even when you talk, like if I was going to ask you Kenny like yeah. ten questions, I had already thought of ahead of time. Yeah. I would still like trip over my tongue right I try. Yeah. So, like, but if you're reading something, it's like oh, blah 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 blah. <laughs> blah 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 blah. It's like yeah, yeah. And he's a kid too at the time. so yes. it's like, Yeah. But yeah. it's still an awesome scene. Yeah. I, it mean, is. I thought yeah.
0: it was cool. Um, I thought this was cool. The license plate in 16 candles have hidden messages. Mm -hmm. Example, Jake's car has a plate reading 21850, which is uh, February 18th, 1950, which is John Hughes's birthday. Oh. Oh. Uh, And then Samantha's grandparents' car, uh, that's licensed V58, is a reference to Vacation 58, the Hughes short story. That inspired National Lampoon uh-huh. Vacation. Uh-huh. I love yeah, that. Yeah, so that was cool.
4: I'd
1: also like to point out that a lot of amazing writers got their start at National Lampoon.
0: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like yeah. Conan yeah. and... Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, like... Yeah. Is it, it still a, around now?
1: I think it's still around.
0: I don't, I don't sure. see much from
3: it.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you know, I mean, they could still
1: be Cause isn't Because it it's attached to a school, right?
3: Uh, or it yeah. was. Lampoon, it Lampoon was Nash, uh, originally created at Harvard. That's you know. what I thought,
1: yeah.
0: A wave of 80s nostalgia that peaked in the mid-2000s spawned talk of sequels to The Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller Day Off that would revisit the characters at later points in their lives but was, were never materialized. Well, I don't know. Mm. They did
1: that commercial.
3: They should do a yeah, Ferris do you Bueller. The
1: Fer- no, but do you remember the Ferris Bueller commercial? No. It was like a Super Bowl. It
3: was a game. Super Bowl ad, yeah. Oh, yeah. was
0: it? Mm-hmm. Did Which they bring back all the characters? Fi-
1: yeah, I think.
3: I don't, remember I don't think if the girlfriend he like, well, was in it Is he like bailing on work? I <laughs> forget what the premise was But what it was famous be.
1: Ferris Bueller Older Ferris and then Bueller. the same thing He like ended up in a parade and blah blah blah, blah. Oh, I don't He remember. plays
3: hooky from work but then at the end of the movie he Gets fired and finally learns his lesson.
1: Barely <laughs> <Yeah, right? laughs> <laughs> Ferris
3: Bueller <Ferris
4: 30> <laughs> Punishment oh, it Looks like he <laughs> t-
3: like took 10 sick days this year you, Yeah you're fired yeah. bud <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would have been funny.
0: Yeah. Um, Judd Nelson took his character Bender quite seriously. Uh, Jenny was discussing this earlier. Decided to create a tension on set by picking on Molly Ringwald in between takes. Just as his character would have with Claire. Uh, in an attempt to provoke Ringwald, Hughes considered getting rid of Nelson. But oh. the other actors stepped in and argued in favor of keeping him around. Wow. So yeah, Hughes and... and nelson did not that's that's why he never did anything else yeah Yeah. Yeah. they did not get along interesting uh the car that claire is brought to school in in the breakfast club was hughes's own bmw uh the mother who drops off brian is anthony michael hall's real mother
3: oh oh isn't Hughes one of the you're getting ahead of me sorry (laughs) (laughs) you're too smart (laughs) (laughs) um
0: uh, um, the films of John Hughes have proven to stand the test of time. In uh, 2014, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was chosen to be preserved by the United States National Film Registry of the Library of Congress. But that's not the only one. In 2016, The Breakfast Club was also chosen. Oh, so okay. So two films are in the National Library. That's cool. That is cool. Uh, to this day, Macaulay Culkin still has a scar on his finger from when Joe <laughs> Pesci uh, went a little too Method and actually bit his
3: finger during the shoot in Home Alone.
4: Wow. 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 Yeah.
3: <laughs> and that was, that was one commercial where they got, the, they did a God and Macaulay Culkin. Oh, okay. for, I think it was a Hawk in the Google home or something like that. <laughs> something like, or was uh, yeah. it? Yeah. When, and, but he's how old he, he is now. He used to like, yeah. 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 Bueller's parents, oh, this
0: is a, this was an odd one. Therese Bueller's parents, uh, sure had some good chemistry in the movie, but so good that the actors who played them decided to actually get together and get married after the movie. Aww. Oh! But even stranger, uh, but not only did the Bueller's parents get hitched after the movie, but on-screen siblings Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey this- also got engaged afterwards. Yes. that's wow. true. Uh, never married, but right. no, they yeah. did get engaged, engaged. Yeah. Well, that's cute.
1: You ever, it, you ever <laughs> notice that Jennifer Grey's face looks so much different now? Well, I know
0: she got plastic surgery.
1: Well, because they were in ireland on a vacation and like got in a serious car crash oh you know, i didn't know that. In face. Oh. Yeah. Is that why she? and got they it? say part of the reason they ended up breaking up is because of mm. that and oh. the stress of like and i think well, he killed yeah it was
3: like I he, think he went like through like some that. stress himself because yeah i'm pretty sure that, that, that he they, he got yeah. involuntary manslaughter for yeah. A, yeah. he didn't know they were actually doing oh. time oh. for it or yeah. anything but yeah he, i didn't know that yeah, he, yeah. He, was, he was driving so he was culpable for the person right wow yeah
0: as a testament to Matthew Broderick's acting chops, he beat out who's who of actors from the role for Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Uh, the other actors considered—this is crazy—that I just couldn't imagine these actors doing <laughs> Ferris Bueller: uh, Johnny Depp, huh. Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. uh, John Cusack, Michael J. Fox, Robert Downey Jr., Rob Lowe, and Tom Cruise. Oh, wow! Oh wow! A bunch of Brad.
1: Robert
2: Downey Jr. Yeah. He probably would have been. Yeah. Could have been good yeah. Been a good, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but I just couldn't imagine, like, Tom Cruise playing. No. no. Tom, Tom Cruise? No way. no way. It'd be weird.
2: Uh-huh.
0: It'd be weird. It'd be Risky Business weird. is just fine.
1: Uh, <laughs> Cocktail.
0: And <laughs> uh, what would have been interesting take on the character of Bender, Nicolas Cage was the original choice uh, to play The whoa. Troubled Youth. This idea would be dropped, though, because Cage costs way too much money at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Can't afford him. I, I just can't imagine. They're so iconic that you yeah, have that picture of that harsh, character. Yeah, Yeah, to have someone totally... Molly Ringwald actually wanted Viggo Mortensen to play the part of Jake Ryan in Sixteen Candles. Huh. When a, I didn't even know he was around acting right, during, during that either. time. Uh, when a young Strider auditioned for the role in the future classic, he didn't pull his punches and kiss Ringwald. Going for it, Mm -hmm. this made her lobby in his case for the part, but it would end up going to Michael. Say his last name.
2: That guy. Uh,
4: Yeah. That guy. That
0: dude. (laughs) (laughs) Michael is.
2: Has he done anything ever again? I don't. I don't don't think so. I don't remember remember him in anything else.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. can you imagine Jim Carrey as the geek in The Breakfast Club? <laughs> yeah, neither can we. No. It surely would have been a different film, but it almost but it almost happened, and Carrey was in the running for that part. Uh-huh. Oh wow! So Carrey was
3: uh, up for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. so. He
0: didn't wind up in any of his movies. No, he no.
4: didn't. Nope. nope.
3: Ended up doing in living color instead. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the iconic
0: kiss in front of the blazing cake at the end of 16 candles is etched in all of our memories. Uh-huh. Uh, but guess what? It was a lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The cake wasn't real and was actually made out of cardboard. Oh, Oh, what? They still
2: made
1: out though.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) I can't believe in love anymore.
0: Uh, The
1: cake is a (laughs) lie. The cake is (laughs) a lie. Just like in Portal.
0: (laughs) Uh, And this is something that Adam brought up. Uh, You can spot John Hughes in his movies. He showed up uncredited in some of his hits. First, he played Brian's father in the breakfast club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the following year he showed up again uncredited in Fierce Bueller's Day Off as the guy running between cabs during the taxi scene. Oh. oh. Yeah. So.
1: he's uh, like Alfred Hitchcocking it a little right? bit. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. it's
0: interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's it. Do you guys have any more <laughs> John Hughes things you want to share?
2: Oh. Well, since I bring up all the Jaws references. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs>
3: yes, I'm curious. John Hughes did an uncredited rewrite. <laughs> He's a shark, no one of the shark.
2: One of the projects that is on his list, at, you know, before he died... Was it was I think it was called Jaws Three People Zero?
0: Yes, I do. Yes. I remember reading that. What? Yeah,
2: yeah. that's a thing. He had that a potential. This? He had a it potential a, Jaws movie. Yeah, it was a like a
0: funny. It was a spoof. It was a parody a on Jaws. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a okay, okay, it was, a okay, sper- okay. Yeah, it was really like a, a lampoon type. Jaws, thing. Sure. Yes. Yeah, but they never made it to. Uh, Actual filming. Yeah. yeah, I do huh. remember. But yeah, because he,
3: he had a stack of unproduced Yeah, Right, a stack. It's it's awesome. it's and his yeah. wife,
0: I guess, isn't releasing any of them. Oh. I
3: imagine a bunch of them are bad. Like, first draft on stuff. True. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah some he, of them might be gold, but. Yeah. What I mean, was his name? Like Edward? Yeah. Edwin Dante's.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for stopping by and chatting a John Hughes film. For sure. Yeah, definitely.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Alright, I hope you enjoyed that discussion on John Hughes Films. As you could hear, we all adore John Hughes. There was just something about him that made his writing, his stories, his characters so magical. And it also made them timeless. Because you can watch Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, and we were all there at one point in our lives. A teenager, you know, with the angst, with the issues. And that's what I think I loved about his movies, is that they were so universal that No matter who you were, what you were, where you lived, nothing really mattered. You all can identify with his characters and his amazing writing. So he definitely left a nice legacy uh, for his films. And um, we had such a great time talking about it. Uh, Before I go, I want to thank my co-host, Rita, Jenny, Kent, and Adam. And I want to thank my listeners for coming back each month and listening to us discuss our favorite things so until next time guys take care
2: that was the scene in california's mojave desert five years ago our historic first view of the newcomer's ship theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment but they've washed ashore on earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population
3: of Los Angeles.
0: Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short lived TV series Alien Nation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved.